Welcome back to It Was Murder Season 2. I can't believe that you're back after the recap episode, but I'm so glad that you are. Are are you talking to me and Joe? (laughs) Actually, I'm talking to Boba. We would Um, like to formally apologize for that episode. I I apologize for nothing. Mm. Uh, I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. Oh, and I wanted to change my name to Satisfied Virgin Ooh. for season Ooh. two. Yeah, because I think I like it still because I'm still a virgin, but I'm satisfied because I did like it, obviously. It begs the question, has anyone in the history of time ever described themselves as a satisfied <laughs> <Yeah>. virgin? <laughs> it's an enigma. Uh, I'm then I think you should do that. Should we? Yes. Okay. You, we don't name you. Right. Okay. Joe. I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. Can, Confusing. <laughs> yeah. Very confusing, but but we're just going to run with it. <laughs> Maybe Virgin, I don't know if that'll ever leave my title. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through season one and we moved on to season two, starting off with a bang with murder, murder on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk <laughs> about it. So we got we to gotta do our minute maxes where we try to sum up the plot of the episode in 60 <gasps> seconds. I start this one. What happened in this one, Eric? Let's let's see. Mm. Devoted lover. All right. I am not the devoted lover. That is Ellen. Oh, I'm right. the diehard romantic. Diehard romantic. I'm right here, Joe. Sorry, Ellen. <laughs> I'm a virgin. I didn't know what I said. I know I know people can't see you, but Joe is drinking red wine out of a glass that yeah. looks like one of those oversized brandy sniffers that people put <laughs> Christmas candy in mm. for show. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a glass that was reclaimed from a Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. A thrift store wine glass purchase. <laughs> I had to go to the thrift store to buy us wine glasses because we break every single glass that comes I, into this house. I broke one while I was washing them. You did? These ones? <laughs> the new ones? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, you owe me 79 cents. It, it wasn't one of the wine glasses. It was one of the drinking oh one of the other glasses. God. Those but, are really just for show. We never use those. <laughs> They're for show. The, the fill water them with glass. Christmas candy. Yeah. yeah. Water glasses in this house are for show. Wine they glasses are, are for utility. Anyways. Isn't in my house all glasses are water glasses? <laughs> um, and I guess actually all glasses are wine glasses. I don't have any actual recognizable wine glasses, but oh. I don't I'm a fan of stemware. Like, I'm a fan of distinct glasses for purposes. Oh. I like it. I like stemware. I've been using it to drink beer. It's so nice. It makes it feel fancy. I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, I, I like special glasses for the spirits. I just am not um, not a big wine drinker anymore. And I also do not like to have people over to my house. Oh. So problems solved. Yeah. Right. Pandemic's perfect There is for no you. problem. <laughs> Zero problem. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have, at the start of the pandemic, I went to a co-op that has like the most gorgeous wine selection and just the most adorable wine fella hmm. and you know, we st- sure <laughs> we struck up a conversation and you know he's very into animal conservation and animal rights among other things i thought and you were gonna say animal I, crossing was stephen powers <laughs> stephen e powers <laughs> and i walked out of there with a new husband no oh. i walked out of there with uh two cases of wine nice now you, now you have to drink it. Now you need some wine glasses. Well, everybody, when this is over, invite me over for dinner because I'll bring you not just one, but two glasses of wine. 
that you don't ha- Bring don't two have to two two bottles. Sorry, two bottles. Oh, and not, uh, not inviting Ellen over. You, you don't have to open them while I'm there. She brought two glasses of wine that, like, and she drank them. Both. Were, yeah, she set them down yep. in front of her and drank them. <laughs> That's actually yeah. Maybe I'll do that. If the there, if there are these, carry if them you over? It would go a lot. It would go a lot further. I, I don't think I'm strong enough to lift Joe's. <laughs> Did you put Saran wrap over them on for the lift ride? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put them in little um, washed out Capri Sun yeah. pouches. It's like a Camelback sorta. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ooh, minute max. <laughs> yeah, Eric is so <laughs> excited to get started. He's like, he's got his finger yes. over the trigger. Uh, okay, murder, murder on the wall. The Hearts are shopping in New York when they run into uh, Marcy, a friend of Jennifer's, and she says, "I just got married. Come to lunch with my new husband." They say, "Sure." They go. They meet him. He's he's whatever. Uh, and sitting across from him is Sid Haig and this other creepy guy. And they're <laughs> they're like, ooh, we're going to get him. And he just leaves. Uh, he tells his, his new wife, or he has Jennifer tell his new wife, just tell her I'll see her back in California. But he doesn't <laughs> because he gets murdered. Um, when they get back to California, Marcy's apartment has been trashed and Sid Haig and the other guy are there. Uh, Max uh, protects Marcy and then they all get into a fight and end up in the elevator. Uh, <laughs> the, they're, the, the th- uh, Sid Haig and the other guy are looking for money that uh, and Adam had, but they can't find it anywhere in the apartment. And there's, oh, fuck. And then there's like, uh, there's a bunch of shit that goes, goes wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Really I, deflated I'm at the start, end of that. Yeah, I'm starting <laughs> off bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I was really confident. I was like, I'm just going to hit the real shit. And then as soon as I said Sid Haig's name, yeah. <laughs> I, I blew it. Like, I can't get specific. If I get yeah. specific, I ruin it. Mm-hmm. Once you started describing that one brunch that they went to for so long, I knew I know, that you weren't going to make it to the end. In my mind, it, ha- it had more significance. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's that's actually how I do. That's the outline for all of my minute maxes. What you just <laughs> described as the things that you shouldn't do. <laughs> I'll try. I'm going to try. Okay. Right. <clears throat> murder, murder on the wall. The hearts are in New York City, and they're traveling, and they're shopping, and they run into Jennifer's old friend who used to be a model, but now she's married, and they go to breakfast with them. The The hu- new husband runs away from breakfast, and the woman's like, I'm sure there's an explanation, and when they get back to LA, her <laughs> house is broken into, and there's these two guys that broke into it, and they're like, something suspicious, suspicious is happening. They find out that the new husband was actually a bank robber, and he owed these henchmen money, but someone's killing the henchmen, and then we find out that the Jennifer's friend, Marcy, is killing these henchmen. And it turns out that (laughs) when they finally find the money that this new husband hid, it's a panel of under the paint, under the wallpaper of her apartment is just money. It's $100 bills. And there's an FBI agent that shows up and tries to, they think he's helping them even though he's clearly bad. And (laughs) he's he's a model and so is the Marcy. And so they hold the hearts up and they have a chase in dune buggies on the beach where they fly off the end of a pier and that's the end of the episode. The hearts solved another murder. Well done, Joe. Oh, Well done, Joe. Yes. Did I get the... I think you nailed it. Relieved because I am just barely, barely even going to pretend to touch on plot elements. <laughs> I can tell that already. Okay. It's just hard for me when I do anything just after I wake up from a nap. It's really hard. <laughs> okay. 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 Do you mean a season long nap? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't I just can't explain it. 
Thanksgiving came early, or the naps did anyway. All right, here we go. Murder, murder on the wall. So the hearts are in New York City and they're having a fun-filled holiday that comprises board meetings and jaywalking and shopping. And then they run into Marcy and they go with her mysterious, kind of shady, immediately shady sounding husband. And there's two thugs there and they're like, oh my God, that's what's his face. We got to get him. And he's like, oh my God, Mrs. Hart, um, I'm going to leave right now. And they're going to think that you're my wife and things are going to go fucking sideways in a heartbeat. <laughs> and so then um, they all fly back in the private plane to, to LA to Marcy's apartment. Marcy's just like, oh, my husband, haha. And then they get there and then the two thugs are there and I'm going to refer to them as Knife and Ottoman because that's what they brandish to threaten the hearts and they make their escape. Uh-huh. And so it turns out that everybody's looking for money. Everybody's looking for Marcy's fake husband. He's not who he says he is. Um, and then uh, what happens? Jennifer throws a bracelet in a parking garage mm-hmm. and then we found out the FBI agent is actually Marcy's Boyfriend, husband, Marcy kills the henchman, and then she, Jennifer's like, you're a male model at the end. Oh, doom buggy. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds is fair. Oh, shit. Motorbike. Motorbike. Dune buggy. Well done, Ellen. <laughs> well done. I loved that chase. <laughs> that chase was oh, so good. It was so, so fun. Jennifer's butt sticking out the whole time. Hunched know. over that weird <laughs> bar or sidecar thing that she was she, in. Ma- she makes the like, joke about being a, a side piece. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's on the side. So we got a minute, Max. Oh, my. Boy. From Jenny Sisler. <laughs> Yay. This is the best thing ever. So uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Am I ready? Jonathan and Jennifer are in New York on vacation, and just when Jonathan thinks he can get Jennifer up to the hotel room and spend the afternoon doing unspeakable things to her, <laughs> she runs into a friend of her hers named Marcy. And by friend, I mean someone she hasn't seen in decades, but they still have like the BFFs. Anyway, Marcy invites them to lunch with her and her husband of one week. Can't remember his name. And as Marcy and Jonathan are in the buffet table, uh, unnamed husband sees some thugs across the room that he knows from something bad he's done. He runs off, leaving Jennifer Jennifer with the very strange explanation. So Jennifer offers Marcy a ride back on the plane to LA, which further sexually frustrates Jonathan. <laughs> they get back, they drop her off at her apartment, and Jennifer gets mistaken for the for Marcy by the bad guys. Mayhem ensues, and in the end, they eventually figure out that Marcy and a fake FBI agent were in cahoots to kill her <laughs> husband so that they could steal money he wallpapered his apartment with. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jenny. She did such a good job. I resign. <laughs> that's a minute. Is, that's wow. a minute. Wow. Jenny, that's incredible. That is that is now oh the God. gold standard by which Minute Maxes are yeah. <laughs> judged by. You have ruined us all. Oh my God. I'm so thrilled and so bitterly ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She put us to shame. I mean, that's like that's concision. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. And funny. And funny, unspeakable things. Also, we have to adopt Mayhem Ensues. Oh, I love Mayhem Ensues. Like, one, it's a great, I love that phrase, but it's also, Mm -hmm. it cancels out. Like, like we we don't have to spend so much time saying, and then there's an Ottoman. Yeah. He picks up an Ottoman and turns 45 degrees. Uh, Well, listeners, the gauntlet is throne. Jenny has just upped upped our game considerably. Uh, So Uh, if you want to send us a minute max, please send it to the, uh, to our Instagram account or Gmail. It's either one, either one is fine. Um, But the little voice uh, recording on Instagram 
apparently only records for a minute. So Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> well, that's perfect. So they you, built it for minute are access. Automatically mm-hmm. timed. This is so great. Thank you so much, Jenny. <laughs> yes, thank you. Wow. Also, little New York City in LA looks really convincing. <laughs> they were actually in New York. Wow. They actually shot on location. I, they they went to it's New incredible. York and it was I I was impressed at the beginning of the episode where it was like, oh, yay, they actually went to New York. We're going to be in New York this episode. And then they immediately went back to L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but they, they went did back go back. In a private plane. In a private plane. It's really to ride to a Malibu, handsome cab. that was not Malibu. It's kind of a that funny flex, the New York stuff. It's like, look how successful our show is. Now we're shooting on location in New York City. It's this very big opening of the Statue of Liberty. This, And then they're shopping and they're obviously, they wanted to show that they were actually in New York City, not mm-hmm. little New York in LA, mm-hmm. which you could easily fake that. A lot of people fake that in LA. Downtown LA is often New York. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. no one knows what downtown LA looks like. <laughs> and because it's sturdy. <laughs> yeah, it's filthy. Well, it's, well, yeah, no, it's still filthy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it's gorgeous. Oh, um, so dirty. Oh, I love it. I was, I was wondering, like, I of course couldn't, couldn't find this out or just wouldn't. Um, mm. I was wondering if they were in New York for a purpose, like if one of them was in a play or like <laughs> there was something like, it just seemed odd to me to have three of the actors I'm not convinced that the restaurant that they ate in was actually in New York City. Uh, the world's three. ugliest restaurant. Ooh, yeah, that, wood, that <laughs> brown wood paneling. It was one of those fancy restaurants that has a buffet for lunch. Oh god! Oh, yeah, I, that cracked me up. I was like, <laughs> wait. So Jennifer ordered food. Ad, uh, Adam orders the same thing, and then Jonathan and Marcy go to the buffet, which means they're going to be sitting there eating while Jennifer and Adam mm-hmm. wait for their food. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Mm-hmm. That's just silly. Does fancy, like, 80s fancy lunch buffet make you guys immediately think of crab legs on ice and Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters? <laughs> I think I, I'm i just not familiar with a lunch buffet. Mm. Um, brunch. Mm-hmm. Brunch buffet. You've I never been to Roundtable Pizza? Thing. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. In high, in high school, I went to one that was by my high school. The... You know that they're not having breakfast because the first thing that Jennifer says is when they're walking out of what store is it that they're Berg, in? Bergdorf. Bergdorf. No, says, when they're walking out of Tiffany's. Tiffany's, right? Oh, I told you they had breakfast. She says, You see, I told you they serve breakfast there. <laughs> like holding a shopping bag over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty great moment. There's uh, the fact that she invokes Audrey Hepburn made me realize that this episode has a lot of aspects of the movie charade oh, yeah. oh um which is a fave of mine but it's a great it's, movie it's like charade but not quite but i always love the thing where people find out that their deceased or missing spouse or partner or parent is not who they thought they were mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this adam guy though he's so clearly shady from the get-go that his yeah. mustache was too small and yeah, it's weird. 
they did a really good job of doing the thing I'm always complaining about of burying the lead. I didn't suspect the new, I didn't suspect Marcy the entire time. Did you guys? I didn't. I, I was really impressed with yeah. how they played this one out. It was a real um, double I, twist. I, it was a double twist. It was a double twist. I had that exact thought. <laughs> uh-huh. I did. I was like, ooh, Sidney Sheldon. Maybe I didn't, I didn't the trust episode. the, I didn't trust the guy, the FBI guy from the very beginning. I was like, no, nope, you're not, was- you're not FBI. Um, you're hot but you're not in the fbi you're definitely not in the fbi uh but i didn't suspect marcy and even when she ran over (laughs) um um, what was his name they said his name like 50 times oh vit mitt vit was the killer vit yeah milo vit milo vit (laughs) Yeah, they say yeah, his name so many times and so conspicuously that it makes you think that there's absolutely something else that you should be knowing about Milo Vitt, right? That's what I thought too. That I was like, is I this- could not find anything else to indicate that Milo Vitt was a meaning meaningful thing. Yeah. I also got that vibe off the handsome cab driver at the end. I was like, who's that man? But it's oh, just some man. So he made that comment about uh, Love in the Afternoon being right. his favorite movie. Oh, yeah. And I looked him up because I was like, is that the director? Like, it's a cameo. Was, it's, it's I, had, a cameo. I had the same cameo. thought. Nope. It was just a dude. Like, he's, yeah, I he's, had the same thought. He wasn't in any other things. Like he yeah. didn't write or at least in movies, possibly plays. I don't know. Um, Perhaps he is Milo Vitt. That's what I'm off. I'm choosing to believe that that the man is Milo Vitt. And that's actor. why we both got the weird feeling. Um, so it's not actually just an endless uh, parade yeah. of red herrings. I definitely it got the feeling is that leading that, to Milo Vitt. That was a cameo. It had a cameo yes, because it was so totally. un, it was an unnecessary line that well, just ruined the moment. Also, the it show has gross. the, the mm. show has cameos. Yeah, but it does. Most, yeah, so Sport, sportsman. But so usually, we fell, we fell for it. But it's Milo Vitt. Usually, the cameos are are who they are, though. Like it's never like. Right, it's Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, it yeah. would have been it's cute. It's Tony Trabert. If the the handsome cab driver was was someone involved in Love in the Afternoon for real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like, well, I guess you're on hard times now, sir. <laughs> he was. The, guess that movie didn't do much for you. <laughs> he was the horse driver, right? Yes. Okay. The handsome cab. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I um, I feel like we need to talk about John Gavin. Who is that? <laughs> John Gavin plays the false agent Abernathy. Oh, yes. Slash, as Jennifer says, he looks like a model. A a male male model. model. Yeah. Um, And it's like, he does. Mm -hmm. But it's actor John Gavin. And Deanne was really into him. Mm. Right. Maybe Deanne also saw Midnight Lace. Mm. Oh, is he in Midnight Lace? Yes. Okay. Oh, fuck. I was wondering what that was. He, he and then later was. he went on to be, was, was he the ambassador to Mexico for the U.S. during the Reagan administration? Wow. Yes, in real life. Ah. But he, I, oh, <laughs> his character's name in Midnight Lace escapes me, but he is the, he's the guy that, he's Doris Day's ultimate uh, hero and love interest. Oh, I thought yeah. for sure you would recognize him. I didn't. Him. Uh-uh. That's so wow. crazy. We just watched Midnight Lace again, <laughs> I was waiting for it and waiting I guess for it, and it never came. Ago. No, I was and wondering. And so that's what why I texted about. you today, and I was like, "Did you find the minute?" I didn't. Okay, well, I didn't catch it. Uh-uh. Oh, I feel lame. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the man but, that helps her climb out onto the raft, the scaffolding at the end. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. The American architect. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I did catch, however, the death trap ad on the buses in New York. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so oh, good. yay. I also like my favorite. There's a couple things that I really love in this episode, but primarily those two things exclusive of John Gavin are the Lucite bar stools in Marcy and not in fake Adam whatever's apartment. And I have to say, Knife and Ottoman, the mm-hmm. evil dual <laughs> duo of Knife and Ottoman, I got really into because Knife sat in that giant like Lincoln or Cadillac and just ate a lemon, which I guess was supposed to make you think he was weird or yeah. more evil. Or, I don't remember I don't that. What that was. That. But that was weird. I was, like, I was like, ooh, Knife. And then Ottoman, when he's uh, menacing Jennifer in the parking garage, he's wearing like tap shoes or Cuban heels or something. Like he's, he's wearing just cha-cha heels and he's, so he's, got a, he's got a limp. He's got like, yeah. And I, I, yeah, he has a very unusual gait. Yeah. yeah, he has a very distinct limp. And I was wondering if that was... Uh, Big old stack heels. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered if Sid Haig had a, had a limp. That. Sid Haig is, is a, uh, in my opinion, a legendary actor. Uh, he is so recognizable immediately. Yeah. He's amazing. He's, he's always been, you know, the, the bad guy in black exploitation movies. And, uh, he also played, uh, the judge that sentences Jackie Brown <laughs> in the beginning of right. the movie, Jackie Brown. Mm hmm. And now Which he's is a Gunther. very adorable. That's where I recognize him yeah, from. Super adorable cameo there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Sid Haig so much. Uh, he was we're not going to talk about his Rob Zombie movies, but oh. he he makes the most out of his his star turn as Gunther slash Ottoman. Ottoman. That was so funny when he picked up. <laughs> there's a moment when the everyone comes. So Max, Jonathan, Jennifer, and Marcy walk into the room where they're that they're turning over to find try to find this money annihilated they have decimated the apartment there's there's glass metal shelving everywhere uh and they slowly they see each other and then they pause and then they he slowly picks up this giant (laughs) ottoman it's so big it's just so so clear that he's gonna throw it at them but they don't really do anything they don't and then jonathan he throws at jonathan but he bats it out of the air oh it's so good just when he picks it up to begin with it's like who does, what does he think that is? Freeway? Mm. <laughs> I loved how Max was like, he immediately sprung into action. Like he was, he. Max did? Yeah. Oh he, yeah. He like yeah. got to Marcy and was just like, nope, we're, I'm, I'm protecting you. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cute. I like that. What about Jennifer though? He just left her out to. She, she can take care of herself. She's one lady who knows how to take care of herself. <laughs> and she did in this episode. She, it was a very action Jennifer episode. It was full on Jennifer action and Jennifer it was great. hood slide. Oh, the hood, hood slide. slide. Oh yeah. Um, that, her... with, with her Cartier bracelet. Yeah. I feel like we got like, a Yeah, another... I'd go back for it too. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I love that she went back for it. I I She's like, "Hmm, ah." Uh, I mm. loved that whole thing. It was so good. <laughs> so she good. Was, she That's, outsmarted him. She I can't yeah. believe that whole parking garage sequence was so well done. It yeah. was so good. It really reminded <laughs> it me good. of Cop Out or some of the best episodes. It was really well directed. There were dolly moves with them. It's just like the sound design but, was good. Was really good yes. too because you heard Sid yes. Higgs heels. heels. Oh, oh, all the His music giant goes giant heels. The music cuts out and it's just so tense and really well done. Mm. You oh. feel danger. But but the scene before they end up in the parking garage where she is cutting into mm. whatever into the, the seat cushion chair and they got that shot it's, of just her eyes through the lattice work the back which i'm guessing is the back of the chair or yeah, something it was uh it's so good and she just stays there for so long with those 
It was a real hundreds-year-old so ruby shot. That <laughs> it they was clearly it really, loved yes. it, that framing so much because they used oh. it for so long, and it was great. Oh, those eyes! Yeah, it, it was. It's a very cinematic episode in in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So there was the scene, um, the scene immediately after that where Sid Haig follows her into the elevator, or mm-hmm. cha- t- chases her into the elevator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one so Sid Haig acted the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Like he, he walks into the elevator, back to the camera, pushes his head against the the elevator wall in exasperation before like intimidating her. And I was just like, oh my God, you are just ruling this. And then my <laughs> opinion of it, <laughs> though not swayed, uh, it became very funny because <laughs> there was just this Big greasy spot on the wall. Oh, really? From from the takes previous (laughs) of just where exactly where his forehead hit, and I was like, "Oh, Sid!" I didn't notice that. (laughs) Poor Sid. (laughs) He's Ottoman. He's busy picking up outsized pieces of furniture of dubious use. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just when you when you don't have a knife and you're brandishing Ottomans. I mean, (laughs) I feel like. Previously, he and Knife are probably somewhere and, and he's just look, looking frantically around a hotel lobby and like picking up a love seat and just, <laughs> you know, or like a, a little writer's desk or something. I mean, that ottoman was not, <laughs> this is not a poof. It is not mm-hmm. a footstool. Mm-hmm. It is very big. It's like Huge. one of those things that over the last like 20 years, Furniture makers have made those ottomans that I guess giant families with sectionals use as tables or mm-hmm. board game things. Or sometimes there's pictures of like nachos or something on it where it's like, <laughs> is it a table or a footstool? Like, I don't think it's an ottoman anymore, but I feel like ottoman is an exciting way to describe a villain. Not yeah. that people from the Ottoman Empire are villainous because they're not everybody. <laughs> It's evocative of an epoch, okay? But it's it's also a great great villain name, and Knife and Ottoman is good. I like Knife and Ottoman. It's like my second favorite um, magic duo from this episode is courtesy of the woman who is manning the answering service, which is how we figure out that Adam is not who he says he is. Oh, God. And her 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 duo (laughs) is a sub sandwich and a beer. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She's just straight up drinking an ice cold beer. I mean, it's got, it's, got condensation on it. It's mm-hmm. just that fresh of a brewski. Yeah. And she's just <laughs> biting into a, a foot long. And it's so great. And I just thought this episode is really <laughs> popping with the exciting pairings. Who mm-hmm. next? The double mint twins? <laughs> <laughs> double twist. Double yeah, twist. Yeah, d- double twist. Double twist twins. Twist. What twist. is a an answering service? It's like a oh. secretary that you it's service sort of. Yeah, it's basically for for people who don't have secretaries right. uh, and mm. want to seem like they do. Mm. Or it's for people before there were cell phones. And so if you were a doctor or another on-call professional, you could have people take your calls when you weren't in the office oh. and you would call them and they would have your messages. So oh, it's yeah. like a dual fold thing. It's, it's sort a, of like a, a human pager almost. It's a human answering machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before voicemail, and before answering machines and all of that, you could use an answering service. Did they have reputations for being drunks who eat on the job? <laughs> or was that just a one-off? No, but okay. I feel like although Adam has his apartment wallpapered with 
Uh, Benjamin Franklin's, he clearly just went to whatever answering service that lifelong criminals go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That actress's name was Eleanor Z. And awesome. she is in so many things. Like oh. I recognized so her. Distinct. Yeah, I recognized her as soon as she popped up. I was like, oh, where do I know you from? And turns out I know her from everything. She is <laughs> she's been working since the fucking 50s and just like never stopped. Um maybe she's my low bit. She's the shit. And I loved, yeah, when she when they when it the camera like <laughs> when the camera dollied back to show that she had a giant beer on her ta- on the table. I was like, this <laughs> is so great. This is so, so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. I mean, I, this episode, I mean, season two really like takes it up a notch overall, mm-hmm. in my opinion, as you guys will see. I think you've already seen it. And this episode is like the finale that you yes, never got. I right? felt that. I felt that about it. It for felt sure. it definitely Great. like I, mm-hmm. I I was taking note, obviously, like that this is the first episode of season two. Is mm-hmm. it going to feel like a landmark? Is it gonna feel like they're they're putting their foot down in something? And and it absolutely it definitely did. does. Opening right. in New York uh, mm-hmm. was a was a flex. Like it was a good flex of like, hey, mm-hmm. we're we're in New York, we can travel Some now. Some of that glamour that Joe's been missing. Yes, totally. for sure. Which was then dashed by another awkward meal in the uh, ugliest restaurant. In the ugliest restaurant <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a good there wasn't a lot of double entendre sort of speech from the hearts. Still they still need to work on that, in my opinion, a little bit, but because it was interrupted by that cab driver they did like they this episode also like as soon as they started talking they made a fuck joke and i was really happy like there was the love in the afternoon remake um fuck joke which was was great made me super happy yeah i well also i mean it's not a double entendre but i really felt like i could connect with jonathan on a, a level this time because when marcy shows up jonathan does something multiple times that I know that I do, which is when someone shows up when you're trying to have sex Mm. and you have to pretend uh, that you're not annoyed by that, Mm -hmm. but you can't (laughs) pretend that you're not annoyed by that, Yeah, but you can't be a full-on asshole because you still want that person who seems excited to see that interruption, you want them to still like you enough to have sex with you later. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's a lot, right? But I it's feel like Jonathan just distills all of that annoyance uh, into just maybe half a dozen really annoyed looking faces. And I'm just like, yeah, I hear you. I hear mm. you, Jonathan. Uh-huh. Nobody, I do. <laughs> likes, nobody likes that. Yeah. I liked, I, I only, I liked it, but I didn't, I didn't love it. The scene in their, their new bed, uh, the heart's new bed, which Whoa. looks right. like which looks like an air mattress like an air put mattress up pressed against the <laughs> wall. Against the wall. <laughs> really um, does. Not good. When Jonathan says you've got some weird, weird friends, headboard and yeah. and they have oh, the weird such a friend great off. conversation. Like I, I love that. I didn't love it. I I, oh, liked, I loved it. I liked it a lot, and I I want more. Like mm-hmm. maybe I did love it. Wait, no, they I, s- I just the way I that it, it. They the, say what. They Jonathan says you've got some weird friends referring to Marcy. Oh. And she says, Well, what about George? Or oh. whatever. And he's like, What what about George? Chick- the chicken in the shower? No, it's the eye patch or what like or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's the stuttering. The stuttering. Yeah, maybe that was why I didn't like it. It was like, don't be mean to people. No, who but that, but it ends up not being mean about stuttering. It ends up being uh a statement about creeps that talk about women all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? 
That's so cool. she says it's it's he because Jonathan's like he only stutters when he talks about women. And she's like, and he talks about women all the time. I I did like his. I, I liked how that conversation ended, which was like, uh, I'll give you like, well, I'll give you George, and she says, I don't want him. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> ah, I love that. Really, yeah. I like that. That was that was great. Yeah. Like leading yeah, up to I, it, I, I felt also like had the weird short. thing where I don't I don't want anyone to make fun of any of the things that make people bullied or or othered like that so yeah when when she went in on the stuttering i was like oh but then i felt like it was was a little bit of a redemption but it's like i hope the next thing they say isn't fat shaming yeah (laughs) no it's that he's awfully fat yeah (laughs) 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 i'm I'm with you on on that that weird like yeah but i felt like it was redeemed because she was actually dogging on him for being a creep yeah. Yes. Speaking of creeps, the new cop that we have, the actual cop, oh, not the man. FBI. He, he's he's been with us before. Oh, he has. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Even though that <laughs> actor has like evil caretaker face. Yeah. He has played a cop in Heart to Heart. Oh, that, okay. That actor was a problem for me. Like he, there was a scene so where he intense. was he was like where he said police police write everything down mm-hmm. he's just <laughs> scribbling on a notepad and not looking at it the entire scene and i'm just yeah. like this is not you're creepy doesn't as he fuck. also say that in a really combative way Oh yeah he's terse yeah i think it's to he was there to be the foil to the hot fbi agent i think yeah which it makes was like sense. here's what here's what cops actually look like yeah mm-hmm. yeah this is a cop mm-hmm. this guy's a faker Mm-hmm. I love that they they it was a mystery. I really like that. Yeah, and you think that the new husband is going to be bad the whole time, and he sort of was bad, but not really. I mean, he He's robbed bad. a bank. He robbed a bank, but He's bad. She ended up knowing about that, and that's why she married him, which yeah, is they're great. Both bad. It's a great story, but it's like there's a lot of characters. There's a lot going on, but it didn't feel as convoluted as some episodes from. No, season it all one. no, it's it just all came clever. together. It yeah. all came together. Very Everything clever. had a purpose. There wasn't there wasn't extraneous like there were red herrings, but those are necessary for a mystery. And the, it wasn't just like this is confusing. Yeah, it was. This is thickening. Like it was. Yeah, it was. It, was, uh, mm-hmm. it had depth of flavor. Totally. <laughs> right, and we and right away we're off to the races with another female villain. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Perhaps Marcy is the most diabolical so far because she had all of us convinced that she was a damsel in distress, that Mm -hmm. she had been, you know, essentially left at the altar by her shady husband. But no, she's busy uh, running people over and... Yeah. I loved it when she ran him when she ran a knife over. Like right. That was such amazing. Yeah. The car, one, the car was great. So she yes. <laughs> was, it, was it a Trans Am? Was, was it a Trans Am? Was like it was a Porsche. Porsche. No, no. no, no. 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 <laughs> oh, I thought it was. It was like a it, I think it was a Trans Am. I don't know. If it wasn't a Trans Am, it's the car that I always confuse with the Trans Am that looks almost exactly like it. But yes. I think that's yeah. But yeah, that that scene where she runs over knife. Uh, was great, and I loved it because I saw I saw the blonde wig in the car and was like, "Oh my God, Marcy ran him over!" And my first thought, and this maybe this speaks to how I look at people in the world, but I was like, "Good, she's getting out in front of this. She ran over the guy. <laughs> she ran over the guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. She's taking taking charge of her own destiny. And I mean, she was doing that. She was but a more backstory than you might have initially thought. Yeah. I. When she did that, I just thought, oh, you know what would make this so great would be if all of a sudden Cold as Ice by Rainbow started playing while she drove <laughs> up and 
that would be think, that would be great. Think, think you're as cold as mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Mar- But Marcy is unflappable. Like she just doesn't even mm-hmm. doesn't give a lot away. Um, I mean, maybe she's a very good fashion model, uh, but her in terms of emotions connecting with her facial muscles that didn't happen a lot but that seemed like a, a good choice for the character <laughs> yeah because she's just like nope she was nope, cold as ice nothing nothing right cue the rainbow i want to talk about some clothes because jennifer's i'm, I'm ready black blouse with the with the bird pattern oh it's so good and the with the single pearl button on the top was mm-hmm. fucking great oh and then when she classic, took off her jacket classic and the sleeves, 40s version of the 80s yeah oh, Oh my god! Like I, I was already like so, good. so. The first portion of the episode, I was like, I don't like any of these clothes. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little dry for New York. Yeah. City. I I did like Jonathan the first suit. It's a is it a double breasted suit? Is that what you call that? It has very wingy collar. What's this part of the suit called? Lapels. Lapels. Yeah, very wingy out lapels. I don't know how to talk about clothes. <laughs> um, wingy out lapel. Wingy was, out is definitely. A it was a very flamboyant shirt. thing for him to wear. He was out on the town in New York. It was just mm-hmm. not the boring old regular Jonathan sort of suit. It felt a huh. little bit more. I liked it a lot. It, it felt more fancy. Putting on the dog for the board meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deanne, yeah. Deanne's dress. Uh, her bl- it was like Ooh. a black and white like yeah it looked like a pattern pr- a print knit God I love that good. so much Deanne looked incredible she Deanne looked incredible is, and she Mimi so Maynard beautiful. is incredible Mimi Maynard she's forever so beautiful her oh eyes. my God just her those eyes, eyes she's still doing that hair though okay we'll stop that's, I that love hair that is fantastic hair. don't okay. fuck with that hair You're right I agree with and you. please don't call her Dina. <laughs> Dina. Dina. There is no Dina. Only Zool. Dina. There's only one Dina. Dina Martina. <laughs> Correct. See, just as Jonathan's little number. Oh yeah, a little bit. That more, is cu- that's cute. It's got a and it is a double-breasted suit because it's got the the six titties. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, double-breasted. Yeah, that's that's a handsome look. Yeah, yeah it's a good look for good. him. The one un- the most unusual look for me when everyone was was in fake New York, not real New York, was when <laughs> they were in fake New York and Knife and Ottoman are having the lunch buffet or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knife is wearing a really crazy sports jacket Yeah, mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. houndstooth with just regular wool suiting um, panels on yeah. the front. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I guess I could go back and get a better look at it, but I was just sort of startled by it in the context of the scene. I was like, ah. Yeah. He really reminded me of the big villain from Blade Runner. The blonde see, guy, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Yeah, I know Rutger, who is like Rutger Hauer is like a million times more attractive than. than I don't Knife. know, but they oh, have. It's I like it, maybe it's in the eyes, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. He definitely has those like eyes. the the yeah. He has those white nether, person eyes, <laughs> Netherlandic eyes that mm-hmm. that are striking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if maybe it's just about timing. You know, we don't know. Knife could be Fitzcarraldo. The, there was a line uh, that reminded me of everybody dies um, oh. when they're in the elevator and Jennifer s- says, I'm not Marcy. I'm not who you think I am. And the guy says, I could put whatever you want on on the tombstone. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was great. <laughs> that seems Sid. crazy. I mean, like, it's just so crazy that he doesn't do anything to her. And of course, I'm thinking like, well, he has to keep her alive because... 
she's the only one that can tell them where the money is, right? Mm -hmm. But then it sort of flips back and forth. Like, I think that's that's a pretty great thing. Like, they're in the elevator, which really, he could have just knocked her out and thrown her someplace or whatever. But <laughs> he could have picked up another ottoman. Yeah. <laughs> up a love Or a sofa table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a knickknack, a curio <laughs> cabinet. <laughs> Here's a question. Here's a, a question I genuinely have. Did Marcy know where the money was or did did the hearts no. discover? She didn't know. Okay. She says she didn't know. But she says she also says that she's <laughs> married to I like, she says a lot of things that aren't. No, but she's but she says it at, at the end. She says I, I okay. didn't know where the money was. Okay. My, that's kind of the Which one Which is a classic villainy thing to say, right? You're always supposed to be like, Thank you for your help. And yeah. that's when figures out that she's evil, but Agent Abernathy beat her to the punch. Because I think the one plot hole for me is, why did Marcy get the hearts involved? Because she does. She gets the hearts involved in this whole thing by inviting them to lunch that day. I don't know that that was no, intentional. No, they, they involve her by offering her a ride home. I I guess. I don't think that I don't the think Marcy gone was, and they're like, but she could have, in New York, when they ran into her, she could have just been said, oh, we're, we're getting lunch and not invited them into, I, I don't think, did... She didn't other, know they were going to run into the... Knife and Ottoman So, there. Knife and Ottoman, the henchmen, just mm-hmm. happened to be in the same fancy brunch. Well, because we do know that that makes no sense yeah, to me. Like, that is that's crazy. the one thing that doesn't make sense. Is, is that one? <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> got the impression guys. that they're following him or trying, that they're trying to find him. But no, they're because the they're talking to each other and they say they're surprised and to they're see like, him And they're like, holy there. shit, look who's there. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Which is Maybe it's hilarious. a very popular restaurant for it's a broad demographic. They're like everyone loves those crab legs these, on ice. <laughs> these henchmen yeah. who are on the hunt for a guy that they're trying to kill <laughs> just said like, "Hey, you you want to go have lunch at the fancy yeah. fancy French place? They, they have a buffet, a really <laughs> ugly, ugly yet fancy yeah, restaurant. It's hideous, but the food is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, that restaurant is definitely carpeted. Yeah." <laughs> You're not wrong. You are it not is. wrong. Like I have a photo and it is carpeting. <laughs> Ew. That's so gross. Yeah, it looks like a bad living room set. Ugh. There's candelabras it's, it's, everywhere. No, it's terrible. They, I think that's... It's the, not appetizing. The set designer, they were like, do do a brunch place in New York. And the set designer has never been to New York before and just has seen, like, <laughs> seen a it's vampire not movie. Brunch. Why do you keep calling it brunch? It's not brunch. I don't know. I just like that word. <laughs> Uh, Mar- I liked when Marcy popped her red pill, uh, which <laughs> yeah, shades of Margaret, right? I was like, yeah. ooh, she's ta- she's taking a blare. She's taking some amphetamines. Oh yeah, because yeah. she's a villain. Because she's a villain. That's how we know the little red pill. <laughs> Addicted to death. <laughs> but Joe, if it's brunch in like a French buffet restaurant, is it brunch? Brunch. It's brunch. <laughs> Bronze. I just can't. Um. Think of a lunch buffet. A fancy lunch buffet doesn't make sense to me. A fancy brunch buffet makes a hundred percent sense to me. See the the fancy more, more common. I think yeah. I feel like the fancy lunch buffet makes a little bit of sense to me, particularly in New York, where it's like okay, business folk going to like this is we're talking midtown here. Like this is right. <laughs> like it's people who are on lunch on lunch break and possibly having lunch meetings. Yeah. So yeah, a buffet makes sense to me. You don't have to wait. Um you go, you get your food and you sit down and eat it and then you're done. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's the p- potential because Adam 
She was going to meet Adam for lunch, so odds are good that he picked this restaurant because he's doing fake business dealings. Yeah. That that he and the henchmen, perhaps it was a fancy restaurant that they had done some sort of grift or con in before, and that's how all three of them yeah. end up at that restaurant. Because like that. Adam picks the restaurant, and they all go to meet him. Because I was thinking, like, why are they getting in a cab to go to a lunch buffet? This is hideous. Mm-hmm. Ellen's going, rewrite going to be upset. corner. It's Ellen's rewrite no, it's corner. Not a, it's not a rewrite because I'm not changing anything. Yeah. It, is it Ellen's, Ellen's clarific, cl- clarification, clarification clutch? <laughs> <laughs> clarification clutch. It's like, ex, it's like excuse making. But, but, but I think that's, that's the only thing that makes sense to me because I did find Knife and Ottoman in that environment, even though it's a hideous fake restaurant. Mm. It was really weird to see. It didn't make a lot of sense that all of them would be in that restaurant. So their connection yeah. with Adam was the only thing that made the whole picture make any kind of loose sense that it, that's just one of like the four restaurants that they go to in New York when they're doing yes. the Yes, if I may sit on Ellen's Ellen's alternate ottoman for a minute <laughs> also, I like to think that Marcy got the hearts involved because she didn't know where the money was and she needed them to figure that out. And she knew that this guy was going to get murdered. She doesn't get them involved. They offer to fly her back. They cut their trip short. They don't have love in the yeah, afternoon but because he disappears and she's like, I've got to go back to California and meet my husband. And Jennifer's like, we have a plane. But Marcy could have said, no, I, I it's fine. He does this all the time. She could have gotten would, out of that. Who would say no under any circumstance to riding on your friend's private I plane? just think it was more Marcy kind of socially checkmating them into that lunch than it was the hearts trying to get in on it. You know, I've been on. I Ellen's, disagree. I'm, I've been on Ellen's uh, side of this argument. Ellen's this, uh, alternate this Ottoman heated argument <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for the entire five minutes that we've been in it. But I'm starting <laughs> to see Joe's thing. Like, don't you so, like that? So what we're reasoning? what we're talking about is a a guy who robbed a bank, mm-hmm. and his new wife mm-hmm. is completely aware of this, but doesn't know where the money is. Mm-hmm. And she is good friends with Jennifer Hart. Mm-hmm. They're not good friends. Well, they're friends. Jennifer says they're, Jennifer says they're not. She says they're yeah, friends. Oh, they used to be, right? They're not close friends. They're not close yeah. I, thought, I thought they were old. They used to be good friends. No, she says, because Jonathan asked her, she says they're like, we weren't close friends, but we were friends. That's exactly what she says. It's also the FBI guy. What was, I don't remember his name, but that was obviously her boyfriend or husband. Abernathy. Marcy. Greg yeah. Abernathy. They devise this plot together. <laughs> and they know the hearts are sleuths. They know that. Why about are you them. laughing? <laughs> I just, that name is Gludicrous. I just, it is uh, <laughs> I, not that there aren't people named Abernathy, but um, nope. I just, uh, but why don't you like that? That reasoning? It's not that I don't like it, it's that there's not any evidence to support it in the oh. scene where they decide to go back to California. But what together. about your thing for? evidence there is no evidence for oh. it it's just that you were saying like how how it's so random that they end up in that restaurant uh-huh. and so i was just offering like the one oh. <laughs> notion that could make sense that all three of them would end up in i thought i was like in my mind you were making up this crazy zany oh, no, no, link no. for yours but not for mine you wouldn't accept not mine. at all no i'm, I'm just i'm just trying to <laughs> you trying were like, to no. provide some sort of credence just speculatively about why those three criminals would be in the same restaurant 
And that's all I can think of. Is I like know four, that but I like know, four criminals. Four criminals. That, we, we know that Adam is, she's meeting Adam for lunch. He picks yes. the restaurant. That's all I could think of. Okay, but, so your reasoning for that makes me like the episode more. And my reasoning for this makes me like it even more. See, yeah, you're I'm poking just not holes. that hung up on that part. I'm not that hung up you're on that part. You're poking holes and it's making me uh, make I'm my not, rating just go not down that. for this episode. <laughs> not me. Speaking not of me. poking holes. No. <laughs> yes. It's time Fuck. for Pick, Pick Your poke. poke. Really? We haven't even talked about the motorbike dune buggy chase. <laughs> we can talk about it after. Yeah. After fucking our favorite. Oh, by the way, there was a uh, motorbike dune buggy chase on the mm, beach. Yeah. Um, and my poke is Adam. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Strong poke. Adam. Yeah. The shady husband. Uh, He was, okay. He was stunning. His mustache Mm -hmm. in the opening scene was the wrong shape. It looked like a fake mustache. No, it looked good. No, I didn't like that mustache. It's it doesn't do it for me. Oh, I'm okay. okay. But when they, sh- when they showed the uh, <laughs> Ellen never wants to see people we were talking about fucking. <laughs> when we showed the when they showed the uh, the photos of him as his actual self, Andrew Gardner or whatever his real name was, um, I was like, God damn, you're fine. Like you mm-hmm. look real good. Mm-hmm. For a minute, for there was a good minute that I thought the FBI, Greg yeah. Abernathy might yeah. might be over. But then I was like, No, you know what? You no. You're not he's doing a, it for He's me. a pretty close second to me, but definitely. In Midnight Lace, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Fowler was stunning. He looked great. He was gorgeous. He looked really good. Yeah, he looks yeah. amazing. He can get it. Mm-hmm. Great. Ellen. Um. <laughs> if you if you wish to. I, I didn't really have one for this episode, to be perfectly honest, because John Gavin to me is, John Gavin is, occupies midnight lace territory, but also because he was later part of the Reagan administration. Like, I just oh, so can't yeah, go, yeah. I can't go there with him. Mm. Um, I could smell it on him, on the, yeah. <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> yeah. He and I are, are, we're not made for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't really, no. And if it's objectphilia, I guess it's probably that car that Marcy murders. <laughs> yeah. I was, gonna, was hot. I was going to guess the, yeah. dune, the dune buggy mm. or the motorcycle sidecar. Those are fun, but they're more fun if Steve McQueen's driving them. Mm. This was, you know, although I did like the preposterous wigs oh um, that the, the stunt, stunt doubles are wearing. The Jennifer stunt double is so clearly a man. Oh, really? Incredible. Oh, the, I didn't that, notice. The stance that, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. you, <laughs> the stance that Jennifer's stunt double has is when they're so shooting down, like, rocketing down the pier. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. a man. It's just the this the squareness, like the hip. <laughs> it's, it's a man. The yeah. broad back. Do you think they broad put, lower back? Like, do you think they put a butt on him? A little cushion to at least accentuate no, a little bit. I think it's bit? just okay. a muscular stuntman. I think okay. stuntmen that was have, smaller than the other stuntmen. I think stuntmen mm-hmm. have nice butts. They're, they have to be fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they got to be mean, fit, and they got to land on something. I liked um, Marcy's gun oh. look, and when she put the gun in her bag, she <laughs> looked at it and thought, this is a working gun, just yeah. looking at it, and then put it in her bag. Yeah, she, she gave it a good once over. She has this, like I think, a linen blazer with rolled up sleeves, which I think is a really mm-hmm. good look with uh, something like kind of tight underneath. She just yeah. looks gorgeous in this. I mean, she always looks great. She has but, great hair. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice that the building, um, I love seeing Heart Industries mm-hmm. font 
over and over again on the sign in front of the building, but they share the building with, among other businesses, Snelling and Snelling have their Santa Monica agency <laughs> in the same building as I Heart Industries. I love yeah. the new Heart Industries sign. Oh, it's uh, so great. It yeah. was really, really nice. I have to go back and look. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's so good. All right. Well, ratings. Uh, I start and I'm giving this one a four. Uh, I love this episode. I thought it was great. It was a really good mm-hmm. introduction to a new season. It expressed, hey, we're we're back and we're bigger than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the writing was ex- exquisite. Uh, exquisite? I think it was exquisite. And uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> The writing was great. <laughs> it's a fancy way to say exquisite. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, it's it's my way of saying it. But it's um, like French, sort of. Yeah, it's a four. I can't give it a five. I there's too many too many little things that that pick away at it for me. Um, hmm. Like I don't know. I didn't love Marcy. Um, I didn't I didn't care about Marcy. And I think for a five, I have to actually either genuinely love the villain or I have to be super afraid of the villain. Hmm. Um, and I'm not. So it's a four. I am rating it a five. Whoa! Oh! I loved it. I loved it so oh, much. Good. Yeah, and that's I, so exciting. Even if Marcy wasn't that scary, uh, Ottoman was scary to me. He oh, that scene. No, you are a satisfied. Virgin. I was. I'm a satisfied say. virgin. <laughs> Especially yeah, coming from that's great. A deadly addiction. That very disappointing <laughs> that's, that's death set, everybody. Death set, very disappointing season finale to a very, mm. very exciting season opener. I oh, I'm so glad. I thought it was so fun. It was really fun, really well written, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. I that parking garage scene was transcendent. So it was incredible. It was so really, good. really well directed, that scene, especially. Uh just not convoluted. Convoluted in the right way, mis- a mystery, an actual mystery, yes. surprising mm-hmm. twist, very surprising twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the whole. We didn't talk about Jonathan's little phone unscrewing of the hand of the. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't, that, was that was very so odd. Weird. It was very it didn't strange. Make much sense. Very weird. I, yeah. It's also like that wouldn't do what you were saying. No. It was doing. It was. <laughs> I guess it would make the mechanical sound yeah. of the phone <laughs> thing just going. Sh- he he un- did that. To show that he, the like the reason he was calling Marcy to call the police, right? Yes. Okay, it that seems. It didn't make sense. It seemed very. It was pointless. also long. I just came off like all these reasons. It's a five to this reason, which <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about. There's a fucking car Look, chase. That's, also, that's not a sinker. Yeah. Yeah. There's an exciting car chase. There's great villains. These even if Marcy wasn't the best villain, I love the FBI agent and I love the the henchman. Yeah. No. It's it's a great episode. Yeah. It's great. In no surprise to anyone, I am also giving this a four. Oh, Ooh. Um, I thought you were going to say five. I'm giving it a four because I think it is just firing on all cylinders. It's such an enjoyable episode. I love season two, even when season two is going to have moments where Joe, like with plot holes that Joe could drive a truck through, a truck that, <laughs> it's actually a panel van that says Joe's Rewrite Corner <laughs> yeah. on the side of it in the same logo as Heart Industries. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's just more more fodder, more grist for the mill. Mm. And, you know, I expect nothing less. It's 80s television. Mm-hmm. It's also a delight. And this episode is a delight. I think this episode is so fun. It's just, like I said earlier, I love that sort of charade thing where you're just like, oh, 
that person is not who I thought they were. Mm -hmm. Who are they situation? And I, I agree wholeheartedly with Eric that although it doesn't sink the episode for me in a major way, if Marcy had just give, if that performance was tweaked just a little bit, I don't have mm -hmm. a problem with the writing of it. I, I, or the way that the story unfolds, which I think is great and surprising and, and fun, but um, yeah, the performance of Marcy just, it didn't have the zest, you know, it didn't, there, she wasn't charismatic enough to be a compelling villain, but I think that our villainess bar is set fairly high from season one. Very much so. Mm -hmm. um, but I do super love Knife and Ottoman. And I just now, just now I'm having a thought where it's like, oh, if I, it takes a lot. Uh, if I wasn't allergic to cats, I wish I had two kittens and I could name them Knife and Ottoman. <laughs> I love so that. It would just be, it would just be Knife and Otto. Oh, yeah, um, cute. But I really like them, and I think that their performances were great, Wait. just terrific, really Wait. memorable. So I, I super love it. And like the dune buggy motorbike chase mm. is amazing, so and it just fun. has everything about like it's exciting, it's just over the top, you know, it's it's everything, and it's also just corny enough to be mm. so terrific. So I do love this episode a lot, and I'm really excited that we're diving into season two. So Joe, yeah. I'm I'm also super excited that you love it. Mm. Me too. I'm I <laughs> love it. Uh we've we didn't talk about knives um accent that he does on the phone with oh, that weird. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. You won't know it's me. So weird. You may see me. When I it's know like you. Such a creepy. It's not Igor. It's not it's I don't know really what that is. Weird. We haven't heard him talk much, so I thought was is this the way this guy talks? Is that his real voice? I thought for a minute, but it wasn't at all. Oh, we didn't even talk about how he's he Stripped a security guard. Oh yeah, and tied him up <laughs> and tied yeah. him to a chair. And got his clothes. And, then, and Deanne had to see it, which makes me want to run knife over twice in my hot Eric's dad's car. Uh huh. The T bird. <laughs> well, I do uh, like. I do like how unfeeling. That's the one time when Marcy's unfeeling performance works for her. Mm. That she's just like done and dusted, yeah. motherfucker. Bye, knife. Bye. <laughs> see, I right? am. She I'm, threw that knife into the bushes and didn't look back. Yeah, I'm glad that they that she <laughs> acted that role the way she did because I mm. didn't suspect her for a second before she was the villain. I honestly, like, there was a moment after the phone call debacle and her <laughs> choosing her gun mm -hmm. that I thought maybe she is still cool. Like, maybe she is calling the police, but she is going to go to the house because mm -hmm. she's like, there's something wrong like that that FBI agent is, is bad. Why? I just trusted her for some weird reason Me too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, never again. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be fooled again. Not another Marcy murder. Murder Ooh, on yeah. the wall is a 13, which is a well-deserved heart attack. Yay. What a great start to season two. I'm, this is making me so happy. I'm it's so exciting. excited to delve further oh, into exciting. it. Uh, and Ellen, some real crazy shit goes down this season. <laughs> what what murder are we watching next? Well, it's funny you would say it like that because <laughs> <laughs> originally airing, oh my goodness, on November eighteenth, nineteen eighty. What murder? 
<laughs> what murder? That's the title. Jonathan witnesses a murder through his telescope, but in the rush to approach the scene of the crime, he is hit by someone on a moped, <gasps> which results in temporary amnesia. Oh, now the killer must get rid of Jonathan before his memory returns. Wow, mm. what a, what an interesting take on Rear Window. I love totally. this. That sounds so fun. I'm excited. I love that it's specifically a moped too. Yeah, that's a good that's a good detail. <laughs> oh, that that moment is unprecedented. <laughs> okay, not great. because of the amnesia, but the the stunt amazing. action is like. Ah! I, I'm so excited for that. That sounds amazing. Yay! Wow. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm so happy. One, I'm happy that you're still here listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Two, and mainly, I'm happy that we're still doing this because this is so much fun. Yeah. And I love this show. Our conceit was to find out whether this was a good show or not. (laughs) And I know that Joe's still on the fence, but... I'm satisfied. I fully believe this is a great show, and I can't wait to get more into it. We're we're still so early. I know. It's only the second season, the beginning of the second season. Ah. This is great. Uh, anyway, if you guys agree with us or disagree with us, <laughs> let us know at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Or you can just follow us on Instagram or Twitter at itwasmurderpod. And uh, to all of you that <laughs> slogged through our two-hour season one <laughs> recap, <laughs> you obviously love us, so we love you too. Uh, and we did see our friend for a brief moment in a much shaggier look than we're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hot, hot season two look for yeah, three he's, oh. he's got a new haircut and I hope that he is comfortable and sleeping well. And yeah. I want to say good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. We got served in the best possible way. Yes. Well done, Jenny. Be- Thank at you our own so game. much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. I, I mean, I'm... I, I'm always happy and sad about my Minute Maxes and about your Minute Maxes because we really are, you like, we're just going off the cuff, right? Mm-hmm. I maintain it's the best idea ever. I, kn- I know we're supposed to, as as Joe and you pointed out, it's supposed to tell people what happens in the episode, but watch the fucking episode, everybody. That's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like watching a monkey try to use a smartphone. That's the fun of it. <laughs> Don't call me a monkey. <laughs> Joe, it's kind of racist. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> I, I know you meant it sexistly. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say a monkey with jade eyes. I just said a monkey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What are you talking Um, about? Yeah. (laughs) With a, oh God.